Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas. It's time for another Texas Homegrown Music, and I've got a really great show for you this time. Autumn Ragland in the house, in the studio. And it's really nice because she has, she's done so much recording already. Young girl, her, she and her husband have this band together, and they just re-released a lot of new songs. She's got a great song out with Bree Bagwell and Sunny Sweeney that we'll be featuring as well. But I just want to get to it very quickly because there's a lot of songs today you guys are going to really dig. Before I do, though, I'm going to do a song off one of my records, and it's called I Keep Falling. And it's for all you people out there that know what it's like to actually still keep falling in love with that special, significant other. When we come back, we'll be with Autumn Ragland. The things that good Lord gives us, it just keeps getting better. Nobody gonna steal the stars Take the blue out of the sky Diamond ring is gonna shine One of a kind like you
Well, hey, everybody, it's Maylee Thomas here with Texas Homegrown Music, and I'm really excited to have Autumn Raglan in the house today. Welcome to the show, Autumn. Hello. Yeah, I've been sitting here talking to her about her new um, release. Um, I guess we're going to talk about The Guardian today. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about all the music. But yeah. So you've done a little new thing here, and let's let everybody understand what's going on. Some of you out there may have known her as the band Raglan, but you're yep. going to find her now on everything as Autumn Raglan. Same band, same music, same wonderful yep. songwriting <laughs> and um and the, the talent behind you, honey, is is unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you. But but you've uh, decided to do that, and it's made it a little bit easier for you on promoting and getting yeah, your, getting yeah. your music out. Yeah, it was mainly just like a like a creative decision. Like I just really got tired of kind of being told what to do, um, and I didn't really oh, like. Really? Yeah, I know. Surprising. <laughs> now that you know me, and the more we get to know each other, you'll understand. You know that makes sense. But um, I, you know, was in a band. And so I had to share how I was, like, promoting my songs with them. Like, like everybody had, like, an input on, like, how I was going to promote these songs that I wrote. And that just, uh, it got to be too much for me. So I was just like, I can't do that anymore. It needs to just be me, my name, and however I want things done. That's just, bottom line, that, that's I don't know anything about that being that the, my band has been <laughs> Maylee Thomas band since I started. Yep. <laughs> and See? my husband's been playing with me since yeah. day one. So. Yeah. I'm, he, he definitely still plays with me, but... It had to just, we had to make the decision. We were arguing too much about it. I was like, no, like, this needs to be my decision. This is, these are my songs. And, you know, I'm the face of everything already. So I just, uh, I'm tired of, like, having to defend, like, you know. Why you wanted it to be a certain way. Yeah, so I just, we just switched everything over. Well, you know, there's a, there's actually a really easy way to do it. You can still allow your band to have input. Of course, they need yeah, to because yeah. you don't want to pigeonhole them. Uh-huh. But you just have that whole thing where at the very end you goes, well, I'm going to listen to what all you guys yeah. say, but I'm the one that makes the final decision. Exactly. That's pretty much what I do. And I, yeah, I do, even with my band, I still ask them you know what do you guys think about this but at the end of the day I do want it to just be what I want to do well and you know here's the one thing that I love about a lot of artists that I see that are taking control over their music is um there's nothing worse than being an artist that goes um into a maybe a recording session and they have people give their input which is great but then all of a sudden this song that you created and you heard in your head becomes something completely different than what you really wanted yeah and that's not a good feeling nope um that's happened to me too much like yeah so on this next record like usually he's in there doing everything with me but this time i'm like you're not allowed to touch it i'm I'm gonna i'm working with uh, my uh guitarist mikey he's gonna produce the next record but i'm like I don't even want you to hear the song until they're done. Don't tell me. I don't want any opinions because it always ends up turning into, like you said, it's oh, not what you I know, want. I, I feel your pain, honey. I've been in recording <laughs> sessions where, you know, my husband will just look at me and say, he and another friend of mine that are always have a lot of creative input, they look at me and say, how'd you do? That means they don't like what you did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how'd you do? <laughs> okay, I know what you're thinking. But I, I think I did pretty good. <laughs> Well, let's talk about something that I want to bring up early on, just because I did a little bit of homework and started reading about you, and I think I read somewhere where you even said that you write a lot of sad songs. Yeah. (laughs) um, And I, you know, I 
I have to say some of them are sad, but they also are very reflective. Yeah. And um, and they really spoke to me. And I, and I want to talk about that because I think a lot of of our listeners out there understand that a lot of artists and a lot of um, singer songwriters sing about life experience. Yeah. That's just yeah. A, a lot of you know our inspiration is from life experience. Um, so you you were raised um, by your dad. Well, I, by both my parents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got the impression that maybe your mom wasn't there for you in all of the times that you needed her to be. Or um, No, I mean, you know, I've had some falling outs with both my parents, really. Um, you know, I think that they did, you know, the best they could. But definitely, like you say, like, I, I write from, you know, just it, it is a reflection. So, um I have written songs about both my parents, um, about just feeling like that, like they weren't there for me, or um, just feeling like maybe they were disappointed in me, or I'm disappointed in them and a decision they've made. Um, You know, you become an adult and you really see that your parents aren't, like, necessarily, like, is... uh, Gosh, I don't even know the word for it. Like, they don't have it figured out like you think they do. Well, none of us do. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think even uh-huh. as adults, we're always growing mm-hmm. and learning. And if we're not, yep. we're stale and stagnant, yes. and that's not good. Yeah. I, but when you're younger, you, like, think, like, your parents know everything, and, like, they're, like, um, Oh, see, I thought crazy. it was doing you were, yeah. oh, maybe so. When you're younger, you think your parents know everything. And then when you're teenagers, you realize exactly. your parents know nothing. Yeah. And then or when you you're think adults, so. you go, oh, they were right they about everything. They actually did know everything. That's how, that is literally my experience right now, honestly. Well, you know why? Because you're a mom. <laughs> yep, I know. All the time, I'm, I'm calling my dad, like, okay, I get it now, like, and he's like, yeah, I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, that is, that does make a difference, Um, Mm -hmm. especially for those of us that had that idealistic view of what we thought our parents were supposed to be for us. Exactly, yeah, and, you know, yeah, because I think you're probably referencing what happened, Mama, that song, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that's definitely about, like, a time that I just had a really rough relationship with, with my mom. Um, for sure. So, yeah. What did she think about that song that she heard? You know, I, before I released it, I sent it to her and I was like, hey, like, I'm going to release this song. I just want you to know that, like, this was my experience, um, you know, when we were going through what we were going through at the time, you know, but I still love you. She loves the song and, you know, it probably makes her cry a little bit, um, but she says she listens to it all the time. And, you know, it's also, I wrote that with Sam as well, my husband, um, and he is, um, he was in foster care for like 12 years and obviously has a rocky relationship with his mom. Um, and so he co-wrote that with me. And so some of that's not even directly about her. It's about Sam's experience as well. So, um, yeah, I think she's, she's okay with it. It's probably hard to hear, you know, my dad doesn't even like the good songs I write about him. So <laughs> I think my parents are just like, oh, geez, what is she going to do next? <laughs> you going to air my dirty laundry? It's like a comedy routine, right? Where you yes. get the, co- the comic gets up there and they just have free reign to talk yep. about you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's kind of what we have um, as writers and um, songwriters. But what I think is beautiful about, about your songs, honey, is that it really has more depth than it should for someone your age because I know you're you're not very old you're certainly a, l- a lot younger than I am but I, the songs immediately spoke to a lot of um, experiences that I've had in life and that's well, how that's I, awesome that's yeah. how I uh, 
got you know that's how I gauge a, a good yeah. song is can I really relate to it in any way and same yeah right mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's just some beautiful stuff here and so you grew up in prior Oklahoma a little town yep um, I think you said you grew up in a trailer. In fact, <laughs> yes, uh, we'll be playing it later, but I absolutely love um, Trailer Like You. <laughs> yep. I, I think probably one of the greatest things about you is there's no um, preconceived idea that you have to have something that's so eloquent out there. You just, yeah. you're just, you're just say, writing songs about life and the good and the bad and the ugly and you're just speaking it out as if we're having a conversation well, and that's, that's what I love about that's, it I love that that's that's a great way to to put it I feel like you're complimenting me like pretty great right now and I appreciate it <laughs> but uh, well, you deserve it honey. thank you, you. It. thank you but, um, but yeah that's how I try to try to write is just like um just whatever comes out comes out um I don't I don't want to like come up with like oh this would be a good hook and I know I do sometimes but very rarely do I sit down and think, oh, this is going to be the best hook and try to ride around it. I just kind of start from the beginning and tell the story to the end. So Well, and I think I read somewhere where you said that when you write, you actually write your lines with the melody yes. already. Yeah, it's, usually they I come know out some together. Some people write lyrics and then they put it to music. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting because I'm kind of the same way. When mm-hmm. I get an idea, I actually have the line with the melody yeah yeah and then it's I have weird. to you know I have to build with it build mm-hmm. it with that yeah um so I want to talk about this record that you just released okay. called the guardian uh-huh. and I think you said there are some songs on there that you've had out before but you you redid yes. them yes um, um, one of them that we're going to feature right now is called throwing my life away and you had released it before but you you re-released it now with two people that we're very familiar with on <laughs> on this show for sure because I had Brie on the show just recently yeah um, and Sunny Sweeney of course uh, is you know gets played a lot on our station what was that like and how how did you make that connection with those girls so yeah I had this record released on one I released I think in 2020 called more like a melody um, but like we were talking about earlier sometimes you just like go to the studio and the song is just not what you want and I was just like okay I gotta redo this song because I love it lyrically it's one of my favorites I've ever done and so when we went in to go cut it again I was like okay let's cut it but let's make it even better it's a song about being a woman in the music industry who's the most um badass I don't know if I can cuss um girl that I know in the industry um and that was Sunny I mean and you meet her and you're like she knows what she wants and she's not afraid to say it and she is just gonna get what she wants because of that and so you know i Sam Sam had brought up the idea to to do it with Sunny and to do I'm, a collaboration. Yes, with, on that song, <coughs> and I was like, Sam, she's gonna say no. Like that's just gonna embarrass me. And so I wasn't gonna ask. And then Sam asked her behind my back, and she said yes. And so I was like, Oh my god, are you serious? So she was on it. And then I just decided let's do it again and let's put somebody else on it again. And then so I released it again as like a single off of the record, and I added Brie onto it because she's also somebody that you know. She's been working this this Texas circuit for a really long time. We're talking about Brie Bagwell, Brie by the Bagwell, way. Brie Bagwell, yes, sorry. And uh, I I just admire her work ethic, and I know that she is going to get the lyrics, so we asked her to be on it, too. 
and that's how that happened. Well, it's a great rendition. I haven't <laughs> heard the original one from years ago, but I heard this one, and I thought I, I got to put it on there. And I know you just released it as a single. I did. And um, so I want to be sure to tell everybody to look it up, and it's um, called Throwing My Life Away. It's on her record called Guardian. And we come back, we're going to do some more songs off of that and talk some more about her life and her life with Sam who's in the room, but she won't let him talk, <laughs> which I don't know how that works, but I'd like to learn. <laughs> we'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music, and we're playing right now Throwing My Life Away with Autumn Raglan right here.
Well, we're back um, here on Texas Homegrown Music with Autumn Raglan, and we're in the room with her husband. And so, first of all, I don't think we talked about it on the air. We talked about it off the air, but you've got these two little ones. Um, yes. You're in it, aren't you? I am. I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, honey. I, yeah. I know what it's like. You've got an eight-month-old yes. and a seven-year-old, is yes. that what you told me? Mm-hmm. Two little girls. Mm-hmm. And um, how has that changed your life? Oh, my gosh. I mean, aside from the fact that you never sleep again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know for... And and by the way, you never sleep again because my kids are gone. I'm an empty nester, but I'm still not sleeping because I'm worried about them. Yeah, I know. If every time the phone rings, I'm thinking it's one of my kids. Yes. And that's what I've told him as he takes over, you know, every once in a while at night. I just do better with them at night, but uh, he'll take over and I'm still waking up. Because I just, my mind just wakes me up to check on them automatically. Yeah. It's just yeah. a mom thing, I guess. But, I mean, I think just my sense of purpose is completely changed. They are my purpose, 1,000%. Um, I have never felt such a, like, I've never felt like I belonged on this earth until they were in my life. I feel like I'm going to cry. Ah! Okay, I'm not going to cry. But that's, that is how it has changed my life, for sure, is, is my sense of purpose. And it's crazy. Also, my life is insane now. So, <laughs> and so, um, so you've got this wonderful family. You've got this husband that adores you. You met him yep. when you were fifteen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you guys have created this beautiful band together and this beautiful yep. life of doing full time music, which is yep. which is really phenomenal, honey. I mean, because I, 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 I did, I couldn't even do that. I couldn't make it happen. I, my husband and I both had to have other jobs and you um, know, to 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 do it. And I don't know. I think. There, there is a lot of hard work that goes into it, but sometimes you just get a little lucky too. Well, you and you, you got also have to have something pretty, pretty amazing to keep you on track. And yeah, you do. well, thank you. And you do. <laughs> thank and you. So I've noticed that you've been supporting a lot of artists that we're all familiar with, like Bart Crow and, of course, Jarrett Ray Reddick, who I've had on oh, my yeah. show. Uh, Haley Witters, uh, Jason Scott. Yes. Tell me how what it's like to be out on the road and do these shows with these guys and um, girls. And... It's awesome. I haven't got to open for Haley Witters yet. I think that's on the 17th. Okay, yeah, I noticed you've got yeah. some more shows coming up. Um, and Jason, I don't think him yet, but I've met Jason. We're already friends, and I love Jason um, artistically. He's got a... I don't know if his record's out yet, but I've listened to it. Well, and I noticed you did some show, a show or two with Stoney LaRue. Yes, and... I've actually never met him. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty like, he's like a kind of, he comes out, he plays, he goes back in, which honestly, like, I would do that too if I was, like, I am a recluse. See, I'm, I, I, see, I'm just the opposite. You like to I just mean, go out and I've talk? I mean, because I've done so much supporting of artists that I'm yeah. to the point now where if somebody comes and opens for me, I am over there telling yeah. them how great they are and thank you yes. so much for being here. That and is something that we've talked about. We love the people that we get to open for that acknowledge that we're there. Yeah. It, it is weird. It is weird. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to talk any crap, but yeah. But I've enjoyed it. I I love I love opening. That's my favorite type of show. Headlining is fun, but it is a lot of pressure for me right now. Um, it's well, a, you'll get there. Yes. You'll get to where you feel comfortable yeah. at it. When, yeah. And I'm trying, but I, I love doing opening shows, and I love meeting people that I have looked up 
to you since I was a teenager. That is well, so cool. I would imagine that right now what you're loving too is not doing those three and four hour gigs anymore. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, that's a tough one. And, yep. uh, and I know, you know, it took me decades to be able to get out of that and yep. you're already doing it, girl. And I'm so proud of you because it's, it's really hard. It's very, it very is. hard to, to get up there and play for three hours. And yeah, I mean, unless you're Bruce Springsteen, he's still doing it at 70 something. Yeah. That's just crazy. crazy. Yeah, no, I just think that at one point I was like, I can't do this. And I was like, I don't care what I have to do if I have to just quit and get a different job. I well, can't you, what play. you have to do is have a husband that understands it. And yes. then he gets out there and starts booking you the right thing. He gigs. is. You hear that, Sam? He's a good booker. Appreciate that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this song that I love called Love, Liquor, and a Place to Die. I actually wrote that with Sam. Um... Do you we, love liquor? Sorry. No. <laughs> I know I it's mean, love, yes. liquor, and a place to die, but I, but also we, I like I like saying love liquor. That's funny. That's how it is on the set list. We don't always write it out. I just say play love liquor. Put love liquor on there. Um, but uh, I wrote that with Sam. Um, we live in Tahlequah right now. Um, we lived there a few years ago when I first heard it. Oh, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago that was at that point. But um, there is a guy that is on, like, the main street. I don't, we don't know, like, if there's something wrong with him. Um, he's not homeless, I don't think. Um, but he just kind of walks up and down the strip every single day, and he has for, like, probably over a decade now. And um, Sam and his friend in college were talking one time, and they said, you know, why would he ever do anything else? He's got everything else he needs on this street, which is, you know, like, liquor store, gas station, funeral home, hospital, restaurants, you know. All this stuff, just, you know, random stuff you need. And so they came up with this line, love, liquor, and a place to die. And Sam brought that to me um, years later. And I was like, that is a great line for a song. And so I was like, let's write that song. And so we just sat in bed one day and I had my guitar and we talked about the town we were living in and found some cool stuff to add in there about it and it just kind of ended up being a song that resonated with anybody who lives in a small town so, absolutely yeah. and that's when, when I listened to it because I grew up in a small beach town yeah. know, down in Florida um, it's called Gulf Breeze it's right near Pensacola Beach that's so cool and then I moved to Yukon Oklahoma the Oof. home of Garth Brooks in case you guys didn't know that and uh, it's still a small town yeah but I know exactly what you're talking about and main streets in those towns are the street that has everything yep right mm -hmm. and um so when i saw that song i was like i that's that's about a small town right there yep it is you know mm -hmm. and i could totally relate to it well it was a lot of fun and I'm, i can't wait to play it i want to touch on another thing so so sam that is not only your husband and mm -hmm. um in the band but sam you made yourself useful from the very beginning because i i think i read somewhere she was playing guitar i think you started out playing drums or something when wow, you were a real you little you kid research. and then and then you um and then you decided to start playing bass because yep. i guess she needed a bass player uh -huh. um now you're now you're doing you know bookings and things um what a great little gig you got here Goldberg. yeah he's my swiss army knife is that what you call it Yes, a yeah. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he's, he's got every good. little gadget that you need. Yeah, he, he does everything that I need him to. So. And he's a good daddy, too. Oh, I saw some really cute pictures yep. of you guys and with the kiddos. And, um. I don't take compliments very well, so I'm just sitting over here. Neither one of us do. We're always like, <laughs> like hey. uh, stop it. You know what, though? I, I, live, I live my life at, in a way where I feel like we need to start telling people how we feel mm. while they're alive. 
you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, we've we've I've lost a lot of really beautiful people in the last few years, and I I found found myself recognizing that um, I. I've got this motto called Love Life. Of course, I yeah. mentioned Love Life Foundation. Um, I just feel like we need to live our lives in the moment. Uh -huh. That doesn't mean you don't make plans for the future and you don't try to, you know, figure some things out so you're not stuck and desolate uh -huh. without anything. But I think it's important to tell people when we see them how we feel. And, and yeah. when they're, I don't know about you, but do you ever get that little voice that tells you to call somebody? Yes. Or you think about someone and then they call you? Yes. And you know that all you're connected time. to something? Well, we are all connected in yes. some way, however you want to believe. I, I know that's for sure. And I think it's important for us to tell people. So I just want to say, Sam, I think you're a beautiful person. And I love that you um, that you're such a support for, for Autumn, and that you understand that she has a gift. She does clearly, right. and we all have our we all have our thing, right? We yeah. all have our gift, and you have a gift as well. And what you're doing for her is what's making this work. Yeah, so. I just like to, <laughs> like to hold the spotlight. You it's, know what I'm saying? it's a beautiful That's thing, sweet. and I know I know what it's like. It's it's very it's a lot of pressure sometimes too when you're married yep. to, uh, and you're doing this thing together, and you're doing all of this together. Um, it's hard, and I know I've been doing it for 32 years with my Jeez. husband. He's been playing in a band with me for 32 years. What does he play? He plays guitar. Okay. Yep. And uh, we own the Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney, Texas, oh, and cool. um, so he's. Um, you know, he's very much one of those guys that uh, always wanted to have all the gadgets and all the stuff. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, I'm boring. I just like play with my one acoustic. <laughs> you know, there's nothing boring about it. By the way, uh, we mentioned it early, and I want to remind you, do yourself a favor and go listen to her um, YouTube version of um, What Happened Mama just her on the guitar it will bring a tear to your eye for sure oh, i mean it's just beautiful well right now i want to play that song <laughs> love liquor and a place to die and um if this doesn't make you stomp your feet and think twice about living in a small town it's actually a good thing sometimes mm -hmm. and uh, I, I love this song so we're going to come back with autumn raglan right here on texas homegrown music love liquor and a place to die <laughs>
made with a rundown fool with no tailgate. Six months later, he's on his knee and you're picking out baby names. There's not much variety, but happiness fits best with simplicity. back on Texas Homegrown Music here with my guest Autumn Raglan and um, Autumn you've got some more shows coming up till the end of the year and then what are your what are your plans after that are you, are you taking a little time off over the holidays oh yeah definitely I never got a maternity leave so I'm gonna I'm just pretending that this is my maternity leave I'm gonna take after back. the now that the baby's eight months old yep, yep <laughs> eight months old this is my time so off. were you playing all the way up to to birth to yeah, that's actually when I met Jarrett. Um, okay. I played a show with him when I was about eight months pregnant. Um, it was crazy. I mean, I took a break. I think I stopped at like six months and took a lot of time off because I just couldn't do it. Like, I would have like contractions on stage. It was ridiculous. Like those Braxton Hicks, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, but I played a show with Jarrett when I was about eight months. And then three weeks later, after I had Noah, we went back out on the road. Um, and I t- just took her with me. Um, so I have not had a real break since having the baby. I so. know all about that. I'm with Oof. both of mine. I played all the way up. In fact, uh, with my son, Rain, I played a gig on Saturday night at Greenville Bar and Grill, and a nurse came up to me <laughs> and, said, and said, honey, you're getting ready to have that baby. And I said, well, I feel like I'm probably close. She goes, no, you're getting ready to have that baby. And I had him two days later. Oh. And she was worried I was going to have it on stage. That's, uh, Jarrett kept looking at me. He was like. She's getting too excited. Somebody stop her. <laughs> well, and you know, I actually played a gig um, at the Bronco Bowl. I'm going, I'm dating myself now because there's a lot of people out there Heck that are yeah. listening that probably remember the Bronco Bowl. I'd opened up for Bonnie Raitt, and she came out, on, you know, she, uh, again, she was the headliner and didn't even need to acknowledge that I was there. But when yeah. she saw this big old pregnant woman, eight and a half months pregnant, up on mm-hmm. stage, she she came out there and gave me a hug. And she because oh, I just got to tell you, you got you got some nerve getting out here and playing, jumping <laughs> yes. around like that with this oh. little with this baby. But um, I I actually enjoyed it, and I I was really surprised that I could still sing like I could because yeah. you know you're carrying all this weight, and I felt like I couldn't get my breath, uh-huh. but I was singing. Yeah, I felt like I I lost my lower register a bit, which, like, surprised me. I figured it would be the higher end that I would lose, but Mm -hmm. it was, like, something about the lower register just kind of disappeared when I got too big. It was weird. But it came back as soon as I had her, so it must have been a positioning thing. (laughs) 
But, and then yeah. you took the baby on the road. I did. So did I. I did the Oof. same thing. I was nursing in the back room. In fact, oh, I had yeah. a I had a sub drummer one time that walked in and I had those little things, you know, <laughs> the pumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he walked in. He was like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my yeah. God. I know what it's like to take him on the road with you. But you know, I I, I feel like um, I was actually blessed to be able to do what I'm doing because you got to be with the kids during the day yes right yes yes and, I'm um, with them a lot I think more than like you know my daughter hates when I leave um, my older one she's like I don't want you to go I'm like girl I'm here all week you get me all week you'll be okay I promise I'm like you don't even realize she don't even realize like how much she gets me honestly probably compared to somebody that has like a nine to five yeah um so yeah true through that yeah so you're gonna take a little time off over the holidays and then hit yep. it again you got some stuff in the works huh sam you guys gonna he be does busy? Mm -hmm. yeah. always about 12 months out and yeah. you're writing some more you're getting ready you, you're already thinking about another another compilation yep i just started the new record like i i have like a little bit of like a studio set up in my house so yep. i started sending like the demos out to my guitarist mikey who i said is going to produce it um i started sending him some stuff like to just kind of get some you know creative juices flowing between the two of us mm -hmm. um so yeah always writing though always yeah well you've you've got a gift did you always know that um yeah i started writing when i was like seven that's what i read you yeah. were really really young and i think it was just more of like a nervous habit thing i don't know i just did you know when do. you were young that these were songs and not just some lyrics i mean it's not just like poetry or yeah because I, I was doing it back then where i would do melody and lyrics at the same okay, time okay so yeah you were already getting it mm -hmm. then. it was really a weird like nervous habit and then guitar just became like this thing i was like obsessed with learning how to play um because I wanted to learn an instrument to have my songs just for me, really, to play. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. and I want to say this, too, for those that are listening out there. You're never too old to learn to play the guitar. And, no. Um, it's a wonderful thing because you can take it with you. And I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, I just did the 23 and Me recently, and I oh, found cool. out a lot of really interesting things about me. And I always knew that my grandfather was an accomplished musician. I never knew that he was actually in a band called Otto Gray and the Cowboys out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Wow. And in the 1920s. Um, but what was re really cool is that, you know, that that was a time when everybody sat around together and just played music together. And yep. they're still doing that. That's mm -hmm. the big bluegrass feel, right? Yeah, that's and, definitely bluegrass, like, specific still, yeah. And, and I, I love that. Um, but I, I just wanted to... Uh, encourage people to know that you're not too old to learn to play the guitar even if it's mm -hmm. just chords nope. and the beautiful thing about it is i unfortunately learned to play piano early on you can't take that with you everywhere you go yeah I mean, no you can't and um and you can sit around and write and of course now that we have these smartphones we can record things immediately mm -hmm. as the as they come yeah i um, use that a lot <laughs> I, I bet you do i bet you do well, I got to tell you, honey, it's been really wonderful having you on the show. Yeah, and you, great. Sam, too. And I, I, oh, I get over here. Come on, Sam. Come on. Come okay. <laughs> you know, um, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to, to play music together and create these memories for people. And something that I always say, no matter where you go in life, your music's always going to be here. Yeah. True. And I mean, you're giving this to everybody forever, and that's True. a beautiful thing. To that's a beautiful legacy to have. That is. And so True. I want to talk about these two songs that I'm going to play back to back right now. Um, it's 
Well, I gotta hear it because trailer like you, <laughs> and I know that it's a it's semantics. You're talking about a trailer, but you're yeah. actually talking about other. It, it's a. I'm gonna let you talk about it. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. So um, that one's about my dad. Um, yeah. His his, uh, his trailer home that I grew up in. He still lives in it. Um, so it's been around for a while. Um, and, you know, me and my siblings just kind of, like, always joked that, you know, he could never keep a girl, but he's got this trailer home, you know, it's falling apart. Somehow he's able to, like, keep it up and running. Um, and it's just, like, it, it just seemed like, you know, there was a commitment issue, but there's not a commitment issue because you've been in this house for forever, so. So you obviously know how to commit. Yes. <laughs> you commit. He committed to the same job in the same house for, like, over 20 years, you know, right? but you can't commit to a woman. Um, but so I, we just started, you know, laughing about how like that was his soulmate. The trailer was his soulmate. And so I thought it would be funny to write like a love song for them and, and have it be, you know, about him like talking about the trailer home, like it's the love of his life. And so I started like thinking of these like ideas of like, I had like this visual of like him someday like driving the trailer home, like having it moved, you know, like, into, right. like, one of those fancy neighborhoods. Right, and with the gate. Yes. Sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and just, because it just seems like the polar opposite of, like, you know, you have, like, a trailer park, but then you also have, like, the gated communities. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it'd be funny for him to, like, be like, I value you so much. I'm not going to get rid of you, but I'm going to move on to a better property for you. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so he moves the trailer onto the property, and then... You know, it's just, I've always wanted to make a music video of that, but I don't think I have the funding. <laughs> but that was kind of like the visuals that came to me. And so, I love yeah. it. I got it immediately. And, good, um, good. Yeah, and I, I, I totally got it. And then um, I'm going to back it up to, I'm, I'm going to do two back to back. I'm going to do Trailer Like You, and then I'm going to play Footsteps. And what a fun song that is. And I know that's a single as well. Talk to yeah. me a little bit about that. So I just, I write a lot of songs from different people's perspectives obviously so like you know if I don't have a problem that's um, drastic enough to write songs about for myself at the time I I will kind of listen to other people's problems um, and write songs and so my brother was going through a divorce at the time and um, he was just telling me about you know how he felt and his thoughts and what he was going through and I broke footsteps about it it's probably got a lot of like words he directly said he probably didn't even remember that but it definitely has like direct wording of things that he said to me um and so it's not even a song about me it's it's his song it's just you know i sing it well I so know. tell me you've got how many siblings oh gosh it, it's changed a little bit over the years there's jassy coleman tucker and Hunter, those are the ones I've got right now. I've had step siblings over the years. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk anymore. I don't really know what to consider them. I would say four constant siblings. <laughs> I just got a new uh, sister-in-law. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should probably just go ahead and um, call Jerry Springer and get Honestly, you on there. Honestly, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Me too. I think wait, can I go with die? you? We'll tag team. We'll, yeah. we'll all three of us because I'm telling you, <laughs> he'd want to have he he could have ten shows with just. The stuff that I've been through in my Honestly, life. Honestly, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> or And then we'll write a song about it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jerry Springer. That's my next single. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show, honey. And I can't wait to see you live. And um, 
I know that you're going to be around Texas a lot. Yeah, you, you come know, I know see you me. play a lot of Texas shows. Um, tell people how to find you because it's now Autumn Raglan. Right. It's Autumn Raglan. I think you can look me up on mostly anything. Yep. Autumn Raglan. You can go to my website, Autumn Raglan Official. There should be links probably at the bottom of the page to all my social. Look me up on any streaming. I don't think that there's another Autumn Raglan releasing music. Nope. So. <laughs> no, and you've been, uh, people are digging you, honey. Over a million well, streams you've got with um, several songs that you have out there. And, yeah, that's and exciting. It, it is exciting, and I know that's going to be more, and I can't wait to hear your new <laughs> music. You'll have to let me know. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. Um, and I'm going to have your, I'm going to have you play some shows around here soon. I'm going to talk yeah. to hubby over there that's handling your <laughs> stuff, so yep. it's really nice. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thanks for having me. And uh, we're going to do two back-to-back from Autumn Raglan. We're going to do trailer like you and footsteps you guys be sure to go down and um she's got the a couple of records out well, actually several records out but the yeah. two that we've been talking about is guardian and more like a melody more like a melody mm-hmm. and uh so you're, you're just a doll and thanks you, and, and so are you sam even though thanks, she baby. had you in the corner <laughs> don't put baby i, I want to say don't twice. put baby in the corner i've heard that twice yeah, today to somebody has said that about him twice today yeah. I, well i just want to stay out of the way i'm not yeah, well, I just want to um, keep bringing great music to all you listeners out there, and I think I did it today for sure. So you guys listen up, and we'll be right back. You settled on this land about 30 years ago. You saw my wife leave, and you know all my friends. You saw the days that cut me down. You saw when my kids moved out. And when they moved back in You got all kinds of parts that don't work anymore Many might say you're an eyesore But you've always kept me dry and warm Safe and sound and night Somehow every woman's wrong for me But you're always right We're gonna grow old together Uh-huh, right on, yes, or we're gonna die together Uh-huh, right on, yes, sir What's a redneck man supposed to do Except live inside and die beside A trailer like you Someday when I pay you off, oh, how I wish I could I'm gonna move you right into one of them fancy neighborhoods It's gonna be a driveway paved with cement There's gonna be a gate, you'll need a code to get in We're gonna grow old
What's a redneck man supposed to do except live inside and die beside a trailer like you?
Well, I sure did enjoy getting to know her and um, what a sweetheart she is and Sam. And they've got so much ahead of them. Those two little kiddos are going to keep her busy. But I know that she's been supporting so many great artists and pretty soon she's going to be headlining, I'm sure. But if you guys have an opportunity to go see her, please do check her out. Autumn Ragland. She's got some really, really great following on Spotify. And I know that uh, in today's world, most of the time, these artists artists don't make any money unless you go see their live shows so please please do that let's support live music it's really a wonderful way to live I know for my husband and I when we're not playing music we're watching it and it is so great it brings people together and it's the one place we can all go to and nobody cares anything about your political affiliation your spiritual affiliation we're all on the same page enjoying great music together it's a wonderful way to live so I want to say thanks to my sponsors that make this possible every week we've got birth injury law guitar sanctuary and of course cadillac pizza pub right there in mckinney texas and i know that um i want everybody to go to our website we've got um a lot of ways for you guys to support khyi this holiday season so go on there and find out how to do that we've got tambourines that we're going to be auctioning off here pretty soon so you've got an opportunity to make that uh, donation towards a viable wonderful nonprofit. So thanks again. Remember to love life. You get out of what you put into it. Until next time, everybody, peace out. From Ailey Thomas and Texas Homegrown Music.